Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your host, Tanya. Thank you for coming back another week and watching On the Town with Tanya. Uh, this week's guest is running um, for a seat on the Bedford Central School District Board of Education. She is. Uh, she has received her MLA in Environmental Management from Harvard Extension with a concentration in sustainability. She's committed to a career in poverty reduction through sustainable development. She's also half Swiss, half Tanzanian, I can never say this word, I apologize, and a local mom uh, in Pound Ridge resident hoping uh, to bring diversity and professional experience to keep our school district as one of the best. Please welcome Namisha Schelling. Hello, how are you? Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm very thank well, you. thank you. Thank you for so much for joining us. Um, you know, I, I just I just hacked up that name there. I apologize. I think I did it wrong, didn't I? Namasha. Namasha. Yes. Okay, thank you. I'm so sorry. I apologize. I always tell people I'm a little challenged sometimes. <laughs> Don't worry at all. It's a little thing. Uh, so, so you're running for a seat. Uh, can you tell us just a little bit about yourself? You know, your background, your experience, um, and your connection. Yeah, in the school. Of, course. Mm -hmm. of course. So a couple important things about me. Um, I'm half Swiss and half Tanzanian, like you said. Mm -hmm. So I'm really have a very global perspective. You know, I was born in Tanzania. Um, I lived there until I was 10. And then I moved to United States. I also have a Swiss passport. Mm -hmm. um, so I grew up speaking Swiss German and Swahili mm -hmm. and English. Wow. So you know, and I've lived on three different continents <laughs> and became an American citizen in 2014. Nice. Um, so, and, and I'm, I have dual citizenship. So I'm really like, and I have my family in Europe and in Africa. And so I really feel from three continents. People always ask me where is home. And for me, it's just like where I am at the moment. You know, <laughs> That is amazing. Yeah. And I moved to Pound Ridge in 2018. Mm -hmm. We just fell in love with like the very semi-ruralness of the area and we we just love our house and how private and just it feels like it feels like you're two hours north of the city or maybe three hours when you're only like one hour right right, right. so we just love that and but having no concept of where pound ridge is or the community but within those three years, I've just gotten really involved in many different committees. Mm -hmm. um, recently, I was part of the Criminal Justice Reform Committee. Oh. I'm currently on the Housing Board of Pound Ridge. I'm on the Comprehensive Town Plan of Pound Ridge. Mm. Um, I'm also part of the Inclusion, Diversity, Equity Advisory Committee of Bedford. Wow. And I, for the last year, have been on the Student Achievement Advisory Committee for the mm -hmm. Bedford Central School District. And so oh. that's how I started to get involved in the school district oh. and really what I'm seeing is just that there's such a lack of people of color mm -hmm. in any of these boards right you know and that's a real issue like we have a voice that is important and it needs to be represented and I really felt that you know I was being like pushed to do that you know really like uh, called to do that Okay. And I have met a lot of other people of color in the community and I've encouraged them to join these boards. Mm -hmm. and it's been an incredible experience. Like everyone is so supportive and interested mm -hmm. in our points of view and how they help us and support us. Right. So that's been really wonderful. And that's really the main reason why I'm running. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, well, is there anything that you identified that could help um, 
that could help further that you identified that may be a, a weakness that you think that you could bring an asset to? I think really what I see is currently a board that is striving to, mm -hmm. you know, better um, serve a very broad and diverse community. They're mm -hmm. just, they need help articulating this, right? They okay. need the language and the communication strategy in order to get this across. Okay. Because um, it's difficult, like right in this SAC, the Student Achievement Advisory Committee of the last year, the focus mm -hmm. was anti-racism work, oh, right? Okay. And they're not experts in that work. They want to talk about it. They want to push this um, discussion, right. but it's difficult when you're not trained in it, right? And Absolutely. if you haven't read all the literature, and if also you haven't experienced racism yourself, it's very difficult to articulate this, right? And so they're trying. They came out with this amazing anti-racist statement value um, last summer, mm -hmm. which really launched this whole initiative. Okay. And it was incredible. But I think now they're struggling to say publicly um, when they, you have some voices in the community that are saying, I don't see racism. I don't know what you're talking about. It's <laughs> to say, you know, guess what? <laughs> Systemic racism exists yes. in this country, right. in this state, in this town, and in this town. And yeah. guess what else? Also in this school, right? Exactly. If you haven't seen it, it might be because you're white and have not experienced racism, right? right. So right. give people the benefit of the doubt that yeah. they know their own reality and yeah. understand their own experiences, right? Absolutely. So that's really where I'm coming from. And I really hope that when I'm on the board, I can help articulate this to mm -hmm. the community mm -hmm. and put them at ease because I think there is a lot of fear that there will be indoctrination in their children because we're suddenly doing diversity, equity, and inclusion work, which isn't true at all, right? It's not indoctrination. <laughs> it's simply addressing a need that is there right like if you we have um students that are special needs we we help them it's not like we ignore that right yeah, with inclusion exactly with yeah. inclusion yeah. and when you have students telling you they're experiencing racism we believe them right. because it's true and we help address that right Absolutely. with education and so i think if you come i hope if i come at it that way mm -hmm we can start moving forward to action, not just discussion, right? Right. Really improve the opportunity gaps and um, decrease the opportunity gaps and address them right. in a way that's real. So that's, you know, that's why I'm running. Well, um, that's a very good reason to run because uh, I grew up in the, well, I went to Ripamon and Bedford Central School District. So I've been in both uh, and they do have diversity issues. Although I will say, uh, at least West Patton, I love them. My daughters went there uh, and they are amazing. At least when I was, when my kids was there. Now they're 24 and 32, uh, so it might have changed. But when I was there, even those parents that had issues didn't really have issues because they were drowned out by the parents that were not gonna let them have issues, you know what I mean? So that worked um, and they were very good about inclusion. I mean, really, I mean, amazing. My daughter would come home and say, oh yeah, so we had cl uh, class. And um, and our friend so and so, yeah. Well, you know, he's special needs, but he's just like us. And da 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 da. You know, that would be the conversation instead of like, yeah, such and such had, you know, maybe one arm. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be like kids within no training in this would be saying cruel things. You're like, what did you just say? So that's how I know they had the best teachers because all of the kids. I used to have 
tons of the kids in my house. I was I was in the childcare field and teaching assistant field forever. Um, and they were all like, they didn't care if you had, you know, a brown eye, a green, you know, hair sticking up, they could care less. Were you, do we get along? Okay, let's play Barbies, you know? Mm -hmm. um, which is which is pretty much how kids are anyway. It's adults that have to learn to chill out and relax and, and get the proper turning terminology down so that if they ask, because see, they observe, they're very smart. They're smarter than adults, in my opinion. They observe things and they go by that. They don't go by all this um, mockery that people are doing. It's just crazy, uh, absolutely crazy what's going on. But I, I trust the kids before I trust the adults is all I can say. Um, so so um, have you identified any other strengths or weaknesses in the district that you think you can, uh, that you can help address? Um, so I've actually done a very, what I've been told is different than most other candidates is mm -hmm. I've um, talked to all the principals. I wrote them and I said, listen, I'm running. <laughs> um, I'd love to talk to you and just like hear, you know, your opinions about the district and your school and any issues you may have. And how can, if I get on the board, like, how can I help you, right. um, you know, push forward your agenda. And that has been incredibly eye-opening because we have amazing principles that you know have some of them have been in the district for 30 40 years like right. amazing the knowledge that they have and yeah. it's funny they all said about the same things they are so they have so much pride in their schools yes uh, which was amazing to see and just you know touched me so much and then um, they all agreed the anti-racism work is really important right now and they are committed to that. So it was interesting to see they're all on the same page. They have the same agreements and they understand that, you know, taxes can be high, but we yeah. can't always just lower them. Like we have to, it's not, there's no simple solution to this. Right. Yeah. And I think what is missing is an effective communication to the public about why decisions are being made, right? And I think there is this narrative that um, let's just lower taxes and, and we pay too much and that's it. Right. And I agree, we, we do pay a lot of taxes. I'm not saying that we don't, yeah. but we've, let, we've been down this route before in which we kept going below the tax cap, right, for years. Right. And then we had an $8 million budget shortfall, right? So that's not a good thing. We had to fire like 52 people. Like we don't want to do that again. Right. Like we need to find ways to talk to the public and, and, and plan for more than just one year, you know, right. last year and this year we went below the tax cap. Probably next year we might not be able to, because that would put us into financial danger in the future. Right. So it's these discussions and explanations and understanding that we all want the same thing. I think we want good quality schools and educated populace, high property values, we get that, right? There are people who don't have kids in the district, the people who do, they're seniors, they're, you know, empty nesters, all, we all have to work together, right? And right. we can't afford to leave anyone behind. And really the message is that we, we are one Bedford and we have to acknowledge that beyond just saying that in a slogan, it's yeah. what, what are we doing? to really bring us together, right? And it's not about Republican or Democrat. It's about one community exactly. finding collaborative and creative solutions to problems, right? Money's always going to be an issue. We can't just spend, spend, spend. There are fiduciary responsibilities when you're on I get that. But we at the same time have to find ways to solve issues, right? And if you're in education, mm -hmm. you never say everything is good enough, like right. and that's it, right? 
every year you're trying to improve and that can cost some money yeah. and we as a society have to say we believe in public education right right and we're going to pay for it. we're going to find ways to pay for it absolutely i mean i think our community is very resourceful when it comes to finding ways i mean i've seen them do amazing car washes for the kids for prom uh, you know bake sales i mean things that i could i can't even imagine um, and they've raised money for the most amazing things here. So, I mean, and we have, I mean, our schools, I mean, we pay a lot of taxes, but we have the best schools. Like, and if you didn't pay a lot of taxes, guess what? Your kids would be saying, uh, well, uh, I mean, I hate to say it. That's kind of, you gotta, you gotta give something to get something. And, and I know other countries that pay high taxes, they have other things like free healthcare and good healthcare. So exactly. you yeah. pay, it's like, you want to pay in the front or you want to pay in the back? Personally yep. speaking, if I have a child in school, get, you can have all, you can have all, not all my money, but you know you can have whatever you need to get it done, because that is everything. If your children who are your future are not educated, that goes back to the community when they grow up and they need some more stuff from the community because they don't have the education to get the jobs that they need to sustain themselves. So, in the long run, you think long or short term? Which one? Um, I don't know. I say pay. Uh, but so another question for you, what do you believe uh, is the role of a school board member? So the role is really to work with the other school board members. So there's seven in total, right? Board members. So you really have to work together to come to a consensus. Right. Um, it's not about my agenda, right? Because right. I have to work with everybody else. We have to agree together. And then we have to effectively communicate why we made decisions to the public and to justify. And I think basically be that public facing um, group because the superintendent, the teachers, they're busy. They don't, yeah. they have to educate, run the schools. Right. And so our job is almost like PR to go around and say, Hey, right. do you know that the school board meetings are happening? We don't, you know, people can come to the school board meetings and, complain or say how great things are going. This is it's a public forum. Right. We are public servants. We are here to educate, to help and to receive feedback. Right. And to, you know, disseminate like the truth the the facts on the ground, right? And the right. realities and to work with the community. And unfortunately I think there's a little bit of hesitation in that because of previous like bad experiences where I think the board is scared because there have been some community members who are very loud and and disagree and things have become disrespectful. But um, you know, you have to remember we're all human beings trying to do the best we can, right? Exactly. And I, I can't know everything. Right. No school board member can know everything, but what exactly. they can do is acknowledge that they don't know it, learn, find the answer, and mm -hmm. bring it back. And it's a it's um a, a communication back and forth because it's like it's a lot of time. It it's is. hours and hours of free time that you're giving to the community to do this job, right? So you, you, you're doing it because you love it. Exactly, and you wanna see our kids win. And, and you care, win. right? So anybody doing this must really care. And so we have to work together and there has to be mutual respect right. between us and the community. I think, right. I think that's the role. That is absolutely wrong. Thank you. And what is your perception of, of, of the current working and learning climate in our school district? I mean, like I said, I really see a board and principals, because I've talked to them, mm -hmm. who understand the landscape. They understand that we have a very broad and diverse community. And so that gives us incredible strengths and incredible challenges, right? And 
what a lot of the principals have told me is what's difficult is that you have a lot of turnover on the board. And so what happens is, you know, one board has one agenda and then the next board is another agenda. And so it would be nice to kind of like more effectively keep one agenda going, right? Whether there is a, a, a different board member or not, right? Mm -hmm. And that there's more of this just free flow of um, effective communication between the school and the board and the public. Mm -hmm. And so that I think we're we're thinking more long-term versus just like one year, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. All right, so thank you. Um, yeah, I'm... Um I saw someone say something. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Um, yeah, Kathy, let's see what she said here. I'm just trying to see. It's important for parents to let the board know their priorities. Happy to hear reaching out and will be uh, your priority. Good luck. Oh, thank you. That's from Kathy Johnson. Do you know her? Hi, Kathy. I, I do not, but oh. that's great. And it's true. It's like I, I go to the board meetings now and what I see is, you know, it. Maybe it's Zoom. I don't know because I've been going only through Zoom, right. but it feels very um, removed, and it feels not transparent. Even though I know the board members are, so there needs to be either hmm. I don't know if it's social media or if it's a newsletter or a better website with more information there. But we have a lot of tools now which we could use to just mm -hmm. better communicate and. I haven't mentioned this yet, but I come from a, an organizing background, right? So mm -hmm. in all the nonprofit work I've done, like mm -hmm. every job is all about getting into the community, talking to people mm -hmm. and finding out what they care about. Like that's what matters, right? Okay. That's what I'm here. I'm, I'm here to represent you. That's mm -hmm. it, right? right? Everybody who lives here. And so I don't have all the answers, but I know a lot of community members do. So I go out and I ask and, and find out what what are your interests, what are your concerns, what can I do to represent you? Okay, that's and, basic organizing work. And I think if the board did more of that, right, it would feel a little bit like we're more one community. Yeah, inclusive. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. And that, that I was gonna say, um, is that uh, have you gotten any um, not complaints, but any ideas or thoughts from people out in the community as you go around now? Yeah, I mean, I think a, a lot of people have concerns and requests, right? Like right now we don't have one librarian for um, every single elementary school. We have, we have to share because we don't oh. have a budget for it. And a lot of people feel rightly so that the library is kind of like the soul, the hub of the school, right? Mm -hmm. And so it would be really nice to have one librarian and the librarian would do more than just you know, hand up books, it would be more like a media sciences mm. uh, service because now everyone's on their um, Chromebooks yeah, and right. getting, you know, all this information. So it would be more of like a, you know, how to use the internet properly, how to get good sources, like all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, especially mm -hmm. when you get into high, into high school. Yes. And I think it would be good to have one librarian per school and they would have maybe a more robust role than a, a traditional librarian. And I think that's a great idea. And maybe one day when we, you know, um, are able to go a little bit above the tax cap and to have enough reserves, we don't have to worry, then we can get a position, right? A full-time position um, that we know we can fund over years. And I think that's another thing that's going on right now is that we do have a, a bit of COVID money, quite a bit, I think mm -hmm. around 6 million, yeah. but that's like temporary money. So you can't right. use that to um, hire a permanent position because in three years you wouldn't have that money anymore. So you really 
you know, things are more complex than they seem. I think there's this narrative that there is just all these extra funds right now. <laughs> right. Right. To very yeah. specific things. Yeah. <laughs> you can't that just are. make money for whatever you want. Yeah. It does seem like that when they said, oh, we got how much? Oh, wow. This is going to be great. No, we can't quite do what you think. Um, well, um, why don't they, I'm just curious, but why wouldn't they get, um, uh, library volunteers? Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. that could, maybe that could work. I think there's a lot of expertise in the community mm -hmm. that haven't tapped, you yeah. know, for sure. That could be a thought, uh, just a thought because, uh, you'd be surprised how many people are, especially now that to coming out of COVID that are like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'd love to be out, uh, and helping in some way. And, and maybe they used to be a librarian and want to do it. You know, you never know. You never know. I would try that though. Um, and so how, how are we doing in our school district as far as the arts uh, and STEM, STEM research and stuff like that? Are, are there any special programs or do they have any special programs? Are we still good at that? I yeah. know years ago. In fact, one, so I did this, um, I think it was called Budgetary Saturday in which you had presentations from mm -hmm. um, all the different departments. Mm -hmm. And um, that was very interesting to, to see. Mm -hmm. uh, do you see the comment? You, you can't do that yeah. with union contract. Probably the oh. librarian she means. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you, Pat. Thank you. There are a lot of rules. Uh, yes, I was gonna. I know there are, but I've, it's been a while. I told you my kids are out of school. There are a lot of rules. Yeah, things are complicated, but still, you know, maybe it's an after-school program or something. Because I do know that I think those are not in the budget all the time. So maybe there's a possibility for that. Um, but anyway, what were you we talking about? Uh, no, I was just saying, uh, we're, have we did more, um, have we, are we still good at science and arts and all those things? Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. I know, for example, that there was like a new sewing, um, fashion design program that sounded super interesting in the high school. And they've been building that out for, I think the last couple of years and they're hoping to build it out even more. Wow. Sounds amazing. Like, yeah. I'm an I, FIT I girl. Want to do that. I want to do that. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to learn how to sew and to design. That's amazing. So yes, and I, I when I talked to um, Dr. Adelberg, he mentioned the fact that um, um, he wants a, a larger focus on STEM. So oh, yes. I mean, I, I think that yes, all doesn't mean that they don't have a robust program now, but I know that they want to keep building on it and keep <laughs> opening more opportunities, especially because technology keeps changing. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Um, do you think that it, it's important to educate the whole child or focus more on academics and basic skills? The whole child for sure. And I think there's a lot of data out there, especially on this um, uh, social emotional learning cell mm -hmm. that is really showing that you have, you know, you have to bring children to a certain place in, mm -hmm. in terms of their emotional health in order right. for them to even get to the academics, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's even more true now with the pandemic, right? Like if you are, you know, uh, alone and depressed at home for the last year and you can finally go to school and maybe there's issues at home because someone lost a job or uh, God forbid a death in the family due to COVID, how do you have the the focus on academics, right? Like you have to deal with everything in order to even get to the academics. Absolutely. And I think it's just so important. And we are actually rolling, ruling, uh, sorry, rolling out this um, new program called Ruler. Oh. Teachers have been learning uh, the last year, I believe, and they're going to roll it out in September. 
called that Bloomer, and it's social emotional learning, and they're very excited. And I think it will bring a new, you know, a new touch to the curriculum. So that's good. That is amazing. I, I, we always come up with great things. I think. Um, how how important is it is a planning time for teachers in improving students? And I know, we, like in SAC, we've talked a lot about professional development opportunities for teachers, and I mean. There's just so many new things that teachers need to learn yeah. and still have to teach, right? So yes, I think there's an incredible like importance around planning and being able to plan and having time to do professional development. I mean, this in this day and age, like teachers are expected to do so much, right? It's a lot. So yes, I can imagine that having the time to do planning for your weekly curriculum, especially if you are a new teacher or teaching a new course, must must be incredibly important. Yes. Yes, and after COVID, I, I, when, I, when we were on those uh, remote learning, I said, oh my God, these poor teachers, they had to like like jump into gear, even my daughter at college, they had to jump in gear for the online uh, process. It became a whole nother beast. If you were not tech savvy, you were really gonna be messing up the first few months uh, and, and your students gonna be like, what are you doing teacher? No, that's a whiteboard or this is, the, you know, you had to know this stuff um, or else your students could suffer. Uh, so I think our teachers still did an amazing job. And I only know that because I talked to quite a few young kids and they're still on point. So I'm like, okay, they're doing good over there in Bedford Central School District. Good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> no, you're good. Your daughter's young. She, she's got time. Our, our school yes. district, I still say, is one of the best to me in the United States. Uh, and, and how do I know this? Everywhere I've traveled with my kids growing up, they were always, always the smartest. Even in districts that was supposed to be fancy snancy, I was like, Meh. my my kids would run circles on them in math and science. My other ones in science research, you know, it's just uh, incredible. And I didn't teach them that. Well, I helped them, but I didn't teach them all those things. I think it was West Patton that really got them in there and and made them uh, be able to compete in today's society. And so I still say we we're we're blessed to be here. Um, do That's you really good to hear? Really yeah, good. you're you're in good hands. If you stay here for a while and hang out with us, you're in good hands here. Uh, do you support the salary? Um, um, let me see. So so how do they base like raises um, for our for our teachers? Like, do they get included in those budgets? Because I always think like they do such a hard job, and I wonder how that goes. Or, or that's not, we're not there yet. <laughs> yeah, there's union contracts that oh. we as the board um, uh, help negotiate and mm -hmm. and decide upon. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's very specific to the district. Mm -hmm. oh, um, the contract. Yeah, it's, I think, different per district mm -hmm. even. It's it's yeah. quite complicated. I yeah. had a discussion um, with Colette Dow about it, and I'm trying to remember the details right now. It's very, it's very complicated. Yeah, and so you support that got comprehensive master contract that they have, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's important that teachers are paid well, right? They have a very hard job. I understand that they need um, retirement benefits. Like, I I support all of that. I don't see anything wrong with that. And I think I wish that the process was a little less complex. Mm -hmm. And there was more room for flexibility, but that's that's a system that we live in, right? It's not something that the board can change. Like that's that it is what it is. And I I'm very pro union, and mm -hmm. yeah, you know I I believe that the union is doing the best for their teachers, and Absolutely. so this is the system that we live in. So you know that's it. Sounds good. Do you believe that the teachers should have a greater uh, input uh, input of voice uh, in the district decisions? that impact their work or, or the students? Uh, and if so, what would you uh, support? 
Um, sure. Yeah. I mean, I, th I think it has to be a more collab collaborative experience in general. I, and that's the best, that's the way that everything should work. I think it's easier that way. And if, you know, if a teacher has input, I mean, they're the ones in the classroom, they're the ones doing the work, mm -hmm. they know the work the best. Like, I don't see any reason why they couldn't have more input. It just depends on what and, 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 and how and all, all the logistics, right? And I know they're already busy um, doing the teaching and a lot of the teachers are parts of, um, they're part of different committees and uh, like there's a curriculum council and, you know, I know there are teachers on that. So I think they're already, they're already pretty active in different decision-making. Okay. So I, I, I maybe they're interested in having more mm -hmm. uh, capability in decision-making. And I would totally support that. You know, all the principals I've talked to, they're experts in their field, experts in what they do, yes. trust them. And I think, again, it's just, it's about having a discussion um, with each other mm -hmm. and finding common ground and how to solve problems. And all um, because we're trying to help the, the students like that's what it's all about right absolutely it always comes back to the students uh so i can't believe our time is up already but what um as a last thought uh is there anything you'd like to tell people um when they go out and vote and when is it is it may, uh, may 18th so 18th. that's actually exactly what i wanted to say i just said listen go out and vote it's so important um, not a lot of people vote in the school board elections you know i think only about four thousand people vote so please go out and vote early, May 18th at your local um, school in your dist in your town. So please, it's so important and spread the word yes. and be informed. You know, we're four different candidates and that, you know, you make your own decision, make your own decision, your own informed decision on who you want to vote. You can find me on Facebook. Um, I think all the other candidates are on Facebook so you can find any information you want on them. Okay. Um, search if you have any questions, please reach out to any of us. There yeah, I'll, I'll put it down there. Where would they reach you? Uh, oh, let me let me get it from the chat from my page. Okay, no problem. And there's also going to be a forum uh, okay. with all the candidates oh. next week, May 6th. It's also posted yes. on my uh, Facebook page. It's okay. uh, being run by the League of Women Voters. So. That's another opportunity to ask questions. And again, like, I'm just putting it in the chat there. Oh, you put it in. Oh. Do you see oh. it? Oh, I have to get it. Okay, I have to, I have to grab it. Huh? Yes. Good thing I'm looking at that. I'm learning. I'm no learning. Worries, no worries. I'm just getting this for you. Let me see how I highlight this. And then I click it and copy. So yeah, vote May 18. Oh, and vote yes on the budget. That's also yes on the budget. Yes you on the budget it. and vote yes. May 18. There it is, guys. I put it in the chat for you all to see that. Um, so yeah, so May 18th, you said? Yes, May yes. 18th. You have to get out and vote, guys. Uh, get out and vote. I'm learning that that community um, from the you know voting from the local level is so important, and it, it, even if you don't have kids in the district, it's like, what do you want to see for your town? Uh, you know, if the lights are out on your street, or if the pavement is really bad and uneven sidewalks, uh, you can blame yourself because you're not out at the meeting. So they think, oh, well, we'll just spend the budget just on school and not on a, the pothole that someone just broke their leg in. So that's it's very important for yes. us to get out. And I'm realizing that 
Um, I mean, I always knew that my mother worked for the for the the town the election. She did a lot of that stuff, uh, and that's always why I even got interested. Um, but I'm learning now, like really, you have to really get out as a community and get out in numbers as people. Just your whole community, if your whole block likes such and such, everybody go to the meeting, go to the town meeting. Doesn't hurt, you know. If you have kids in school, go to the school meeting, find out why they changed something, why it is great, what what made it great. How can we make it even greater? You know, so I I thank you so much uh, for taking time uh, and um, and stopping in with on the town, and I wish you the best. Uh, and, um, and anybody out there, uh, you you see it's in the chat for the dates. Uh, you can go to her Facebook page and check out her, and and you can check out the other candidates too. You know, Google it. It's, it's all out there, all free information. Uh, you got to know. It's very important to know. Don't just be one of those people who says, eh, you know, it'll take care of itself. It won't. You have to be the change you want to see, period. That's that's how it's going now. Uh, so thank you so much. And um, guys, um, don't forget, uh, I'll be back tomorrow. I can't think what day it is. I, yes, I'm doing a Friday show. You know I normally don't do a Friday show. Uh, I want to thank some of you viewers out. Let me see who's out here. Donna, hey, Donna, what's up? How are you? Uh, let's see who we got. Kathy Johnson, thank you so much. And Anthony Robinson, Pat, uh, thank you very much. I thank you guys. I, I see you, Grandma. I see you out there too. And hey, Cousin Pat, what's up? How are you? I see a few people out there. Thank you very much. Uh, and for those I can't see over there watching from um, from YouTube, thank you very much for watching on the town. Please get out and vote locally. It's very important um, on for many reasons, but just do it. You got to be, we have to be the change we want to see. That's all of us. And the world cannot change if we are not all together. All of us. Every exactly. color, every, every economic level, whatever, all that's irrelevant. People have to be working for people and helping people when they can. So get out and do what you can. Uh, and I thank you so much uh, for, for joining us. You're the thank best. You. And, uh, we're going to end, uh, guys, on a video and, uh, and our song. So uh, hold out for one minute. And here we go. And this song is by um, actually my daughter, Tatiana. Okay, so here we go, and we're going to end. And I will see you guys tomorrow on Five Black Comics at 5 p.m. YouTube and Facebook Live, Five Black Comics. And what we'll be discussing is why are so many black girls, 64,000 black girls are missing? Where are they? Why is no one talking about it? We're going to talk about it. So make sure you guys check us out tomorrow uh, on Five Black Comics at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. All right? Bye. I'm already broken.